Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you tonight? I am good, Laura. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Are you drinking tea this evening? Of course, always. I have a ginger tea this evening. Just help ease the stomach today. Oh, that sounds so good. I should have gone with ginger. I'm honestly obsessed with ginger tea lately. It seems to be like my afternoon work drink at about three o'clock. I used to go for coffee, but then I was like, I don't sleep well when I do that. So ginger tea, man, gets you going. Nice. Well, yes. have you ever tried putting like fresh ginger in hot water and having like a tea that way? I have not. That's actually a very good idea because I find I use ginger a lot in cooking, but sometimes I am doing a recipe where I'm like, I don't really have a place for ginger in this. And then I feel like it goes to waste. Yeah, because it's hard to find like a small root, right? Like either you have to break some off or like use it in everything. Yeah, yeah. So do you have to like peel it or do you just leave the skin on? Oh, no, you can just leave the skin on. Um, You just kind of like would just cut it kind of like coarsely like because you don't want like it to be minced or super small because obviously you don't want to like well, maybe you do want to eat it while you drink it. <laughs> That's up to you. I mean, ginger is great to eat as well. But if you did like just kind of like sliced it like into a disc, mm-hmm. then put it in like boiling water because you want it to pull all the flavors out. But um, yeah, it's just like a really easy fresh tea that you can have. Nice. All right. I'll have to do that because I've definitely been steeping this bad boy for about 15 minutes now and it's just getting to the color that I want it to be. Nice. Yeah, so what are you having to drink tonight? I was feeling some green tea this evening. So I'm having um, classic sencha, which is just pure green tea. Nice. And, you know, sometimes it has like that milky taste to it. And I just know I find it really soothing. So that's what I went for this evening. That sounds really, really nice. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're both drinking the calming teas tonight. Yes. Always got to have a calming tea in the evening. Mine does have a little bit of caffeine in it, but I didn't steep it for very long. So I have hopes Mm -hmm. that I won't keep me up all night. Good. Well, I think having some calming teas really suits our episode today. It does. And Mm -hmm. forewarning for our listeners, this episode could be a little woo-woo for you. (laughs) So, you know, we respect if this is not up your alley. Or it's something you know nothing about and want to learn more of. We are happy to have you on this journey with us. But we're going to be talking about seeing a spiritual healer and like the different types that you can see and also um, how you can best prepare to get the most benefit out of your session and experience. Yes. And I think before we jump into it, I don't think I would describe anyone that we go to see as like a medium. No, not not that we've personally seen. Like there are definitely mediums out there. And mm-hmm. um, like a medium, for our listeners' knowledge, that's someone who really does like kind of communicate like with people who have passed over, which, you know, you might be trying to reach a relative or a friend. So it's definitely an option. The -hmm. people that we personally see, it's like, I I know I've referred to this on on our episodes before as like a spiritual therapist, because that's honestly (laughs) what it feels like to me. Yeah. Every so often you just, you go in and you're like, I have all my questions. I'm so pumped up. And then about 30 minutes in, you're like, why am I crying? (laughs) 
Yeah, like for me personally, I find it to be a very comforting emotional release, but also a great way for me to organize my thoughts. And um, you really do kind of feel like a shift in your energy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that feeling when you're, you feel like you're so heavy and everything is on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I find just when you go have a session with a spiritual healer that you just feel in a much lighter energy, you know, your vibration's much higher. And you find mm-hmm. clarity. Like that's really, like, at least to me, like that's the meaning of going to a spiritual healer. Yeah. And I was just about to say on that note as well for any of our listeners that might be a bit more skeptical or not really jive with the whole spiritual guides business. A nice other way to think about it is just it's somebody to go to who it's very like connecting soul to soul. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how they get there, you're still leaving knowing the next step forward. They might be speaking to a guide or it might just be you really figuring out what it is that you're looking for and what you want. And it's just pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. It just feels like a very safe space to, you know, talk about how you're feeling or just talk through some situations that you Mm -hmm. might be experiencing. That person there is really just there to help facilitate that for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. To start this off, shall we discuss the various types of spiritual healers that we've seen? Yeah. And I think we before we even go into that, I want to just briefly touch on the different types of clairs of intuition, just so people can kind of understand how the healer that you decide to work with might be receiving messages. And um, as I said, there's four different types. And the first one is Claire audience. And so this is like someone is talking in your mind, like it's almost like you're on the phone with someone and mm-hmm. they're just getting these very clear messages that may not quite be their voice. It could mm-hmm. be like someone else's voice. Mm-hmm. I find it's always a very like even and calm tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the first one. The next one is clairvoyance. Now clairvoyance is things you might see so I know a lot of people who who are clairvoyant, they describe it as seeing spirit or source, guides, angels. You can really call them whatever you'd like. And it's almost like seeing someone in the reflection of a window, mm-hmm. like somewhat translucent, but you can sense that there is a being there. This is the one that you would really hear about in pop culture. It's the most well-known, I guess. Yeah. And I think sometimes like orbs might fall into that category as well. For most people, like orbs show up in different ways. But if you do see some with your naked eye, like that would be clairvoyance. Yeah. Um, the third one is clairsentient. And these are messages that come through as a feeling or like energy that is around you or within you. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I connect with a lot. Like I'm very in tune to reading other people's emotions before I mm-hmm. even like get near them. Also with my own energy, like I can kind of feel if something is near me. And then the last one is Claire Cognizance. So this one is a little bit different because it's kind of like when our brains get an immediate download from our intuition Mm -hmm. and it's like receiving a huge file of information Mm -hmm. that is then just like in your mind. So Mm -hmm. I think this one's very popular for people who do channeling work Mm -hmm. where like they have a message to deliver and um, whether that message is for like a singular person or like just about the world in general, Mm -hmm. that's what claircognizance is. 
So Rachel, I kind of said I was very intuitive when it came to clairsentient and I'm also quite connected to like clairaudience as well. Are there Mm -hmm. any ways that like you kind of feel like you connect with your energy and your guides and your spirits? Yeah. So I would say I'm kind of smack dab in the middle between clairsentient. Is Mm -hmm. that how you said it? Okay. Clairsentient and claircognizant. So I am a very like mental person. I work really hard to like be present and be in my body and such, but that's how I interpret is through my brain. So I definitely find that there's been times where I'm just like walking along or trying to figure something out and it's just like boom. And then I kind of know the next step. And it's sort of like a mix where it's like I have the thoughts in my mind, but I can also feel in my body when it's the right thing. Right. Okay. No, that's really interesting that we both kind of experience something a little bit different. Like for me, I will just have a very like calm and clear voice in my head. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not like quite what my voice is in my head. It's almost just like a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. I can always kind of tell that that's like more my intuition coming through. And then same Mm -hmm. as you with like feeling energy, like being in a situation that might be stressful or, you know, relaxing, like my body really picks up on that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And, you know, if you're listening and you're not really feeling you connect with any of these. The thing is like everyone is capable of being intuitive, mm-hmm. but it's it's a muscle. Like you have to practice it and mm-hmm. they're not all going to work for you. Like as much as I would love to be clairvoyant, that's just not something that's ever really happened for me. I think I did see an orb when I was doing yoga a few weeks ago outside. Mm-hmm. And that's like the closest thing to clairvoyance that I've ever experienced. So yeah, and these are things like I have learned to listen to over time Mm -hmm. because they're always there, but it's very quiet. Like it's not always something that's going to shout at you or be right in your face. Mm -hmm. So a simple thing that you can do is be very quiet and just feel very centered and ask you a question like, my name is Laura. And I would feel how that feels like in my heart and in my chest because Mm -hmm. obviously that's yes. Mm-hmm. And then I would tell myself something that is like an obvious no, like I'm a boy. And yeah, I would feel how that no feels in my body. Mm-hmm. And you can just start practicing with things like that. And then as you start to ask like, okay, is this place like a good place for me? You can start to learn the quiet difference between that yes and no. Mm-hmm. So that's one exercise to kind of start building that intuitive muscle. You know, it's it's just kind of seeing what works best for you because it's like learning styles. Like we're all a little bit different on how we receive information. Yeah. And also just going off of it being a muscle, there's going to be times in your life when you're way more intuitive than others. Oh, God. I have had times where I'm like, hello, hello, spirit. Like <laughs> you are around here still. Like you'd you up and leave me. Um, and yeah. then other times I'm just like, okay, whoa, guys, you're sitting really close. And I don't want it to seem like like I'm not a spiritual healer. I am not like super intuitive in that sense is probably I'm coming off as, but it's like my own personal feeling of where I'm at right, at right now with that skill. Yeah. Well, even just like an example I wanted to give was even just me at the beginning of this year because I really like zeroed in on my spiritual practices, shall we say, mm-hmm. because I had the time and there were some things that I was wanting to manifest. So I – Literally was like I had a yoga practice that I did every single day. I journaled every day. I did a little grateful list every single day, meditated all the time, and I felt very centered and a lot of messages were coming through. 
But then, you know, you enter into a different season where in that case, I had been successful in manifesting what I was looking for, where I felt my intuition then demanding, okay, let's, you know, integrate now. So more going and living the experience. And sometimes I would be like, oh, I kind of miss that feeling of being like very in tune and really honing my spiritual practices and feeling intuitive and such. But I also kind of knew at that time that it wasn't the time. Right. That I just needed to focus at with what was right in front of me, where now I'm starting to get that little pulse in my body that's like, okay, let's start doing some more of those things again. So like, for instance, this morning where, you know, usually I'd be like, oh, I just want to sleep. I woke up at like six in the morning just so I could get up and do some morning yoga and just have that time for myself and bring myself back into my body and that feeling. I like to think of it as you're kind of moving through the seasons of your life Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Where sometimes it's just you're being asked to be more intuitive and more spiritual where other times you're not. And uh, yeah, I'm the same where the clairvoyant thing, it's only happened once and it was uh, a couple months ago where I saw an orb as well Mm -hmm. when I was walking. And it's kind of one of those blink and you wouldn't even believe it was there kind of thing. Yeah, like you're like, okay, can I find this thing again? But it's literally like – a flash of an orb just kind of like goes like in front of you and you're like, wait a second, what? And like by the time your mind registers, it like it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of freaks you out a bit that you're just like, damn, it would be really cool to be clairvoyant. But I'm also like, you know that it's not just a light. It would so freak it's a me bit out. freaky. Like, I think I would be way too freaked out. I, ooh, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. If any of our listeners are – I want to know. I would love to hear about your experience. <laughs> Tell yeah, me. I want. I want to see. Like, oh god, I don't want. I mean, <laughs> I want to know about. Like, I want to hear the story. <laughs> I want to hear the stories. Yes. Um, yeah. So those are like the four Claire's, and like we said, you know, you can be one of them, all of them, and they just kind of take practice of what works best for you. And usually, when you're seeing like a spiritual healer or some sort of psychic, they normally touch on all of them, I find. Like, yes. Because they are just, now I'd like to call it source. So, like, God, heaven, you know, whatever you want to call it, I tend to call it source most of all. Um, mm-hmm. I find they're the people who are most connected and they are yep. here in our lives to be that strong connection because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all capable of it, but especially as the world has changed and like in the past, you know, if we were even discussing this right now, we'd both be like tied to the stake and burned. Um, <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But like the thing is like the vibration of the world in general has been getting more and more and I've noticed like in the time that I've started practicing intuition work mm-hmm. more that like people who I would never thought to have believed in this or practice it themselves have come to me and said, oh yeah, like I do this or like I don't know much about it, but I get these feelings. So I think it's more ingrained in our society than we think it is. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's great that now a lot of people can talk about it and it's not like some shunned witchcraft because it's it's not like it's it's literally energy. Like that's all yeah. it is. It's just the universe's energy, basically. Yes. You're just studying the universe if we want to put it in those terms. But yeah, I was about to say that too, where I think the first, well, we kind of have shared the same one for a long time. But when I started to go and see a spiritual therapist, shall we say, I was like 16, 17. 
Mm-hmm. So like a while, I've been going to see them. And I remember being like, oh, you just didn't tell people that yeah, like you were going to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was very hush hush and you would be like, you would say something that they told you and people would be like, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh, I can't really tell you. And, you know, sometimes there's certain people that I'm still like, I wouldn't say this to because you just see the eyes glaze over or the look that they give you where they're not even like curious about it. They're like, oh, that's just nuts kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely find it a lot easier to bring it up to people. And I also find that while they might not be fully entrenched in the way where they go see energy workers or spiritual healers and such, they speak in the same language. So they'll be talking about energy or they'll be talking about manifestation or the universe and such, even though they don't practice that part yet. Right. So it's kind of like the language is getting more entrenched in society that I've noticed. Yeah, you definitely hear it more, like especially people saying like, oh, the energy in the world right now or in the universe. There's just so many words that come from this practice that are now appearing. Like like yoga itself, that is managing your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things that are now becoming like, I think they're labeled like self-care practices a lot. Yep. And really what it is, is just you coming back into your body and connecting with your energy. That's That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool, guys. Let's all embrace it. Let's all get a spiritual therapist. <laughs> Let's all get one. So I guess I'm just going to throw out the three types that I've seen because we've both seen them. We have to first say none of them look how you think they should look. You know, they don't have no <laughs> the crystal ball or look like a gypsy or anything like that. Like these are people who if you pass them on the street, you would never know. Yes. So... We have seen what we like to define as a spiritual therapist. There's two that I typically see, and both of them kind of fall in that realm where it's more they're connecting to some higher vibration, whether that's like your guides, the universe, source, however you want to call it. And it's coming through them and you're having a conversation and they're like awake with you. The second is sort of still a bit of a spiritual therapist, but like a tarot reader. So it's more they channel their discussion with you over the cards that they draw. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, which is the biggie and the most woo-woo, I'm sorry, is a channeler. So that is when they're like completely unconscious. Yes. Like girl has left the building. Somebody else has come through. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's quite an experience. (laughs) Yes. And you have a conversation with them and the person who is the channeler like is not present but -hmm. there are different types I just haven't experienced the other types so the one that we see is like completely out where there are others that are still a bit more conscious so they would remember what was said Mm -hmm. during the session but for me I kind of trust the ones where it's not them and they're not present for it because then you know that it's a bit more pure Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I think there's a fourth one that you could add on to your list here. And Mm. that's Reiki. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Because I left that off. Energy work. Yes, I left that off because we had talked about that in our natural health episode. But yes, that's a good one too. Yeah, we won't talk about it today. If you want to learn more about Reiki, definitely check out our natural health episode. But I just want to identify that like that is energy work. So if you're doing Reiki or you're curious about it, like that's a good stepping stone 
Mm -hmm. to get you introduced to how energy flows through your body and how you can like change it and manipulate it for yourself. Also, weird little segue here, but I wanted to share on my little tea bag, you know how they have the little paper little thing that usually has a little quote on it? It said Mm -hmm. that, and this is just very well timed, I had to bring it up. It says that talking to plants is one way of talking directly to spirit. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's creepy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You had to grab that tea bag tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with the typical spiritual healer slash therapist that we see? Um, Okay. This is someone who I personally will see probably anywhere from like two to four times a year. It honestly depends on the year. If I'm having a rough year, I probably see her a little bit more. Like how often do you see her or that type of a healer? So this one is actually a bit of an interesting one for me, and I can go into the story of why, but I actually tend to not see the spiritual therapist in that sense anymore, and I actually go more for tarot readers and using that kind of channeling that way. Yeah, you've kind of changed over the past couple of years to preferring the tarot reader for your like more day-to-day stuff. Shall yeah, we say. day-to-day stuff. Because I find there's like different levels that they hit. Like um, yeah. the main healer that I see, like it's for – okay, I'm going to say problems because normally they are problems um, <laughs> or things in my – like that are going on in my life, in my actual life on this world. Yes. Like like I have a problem. There's um like a riff in a relationship or honestly, I talk to her about my horses a lot. I like to see yeah. how my horses are doing and what they're thinking. So it's very much on like this realm mm-hmm. that I will discuss things. And I find she's she's one that does um, work on my energy while we're in session. Mm-hmm. Where the other one that we have both seen, she kind of does the same thing, but also a little bit more at like a, a higher level yeah. where it's pertaining to things that might not be a problem on this world, but it could be like your soul Mm -hmm. and spirit itself. So yeah, like that's kind of why I see the spiritual healer. Like, is that kind of what what you do with the spiritual healer or is that more like your tarot cards now? Yeah. So like I can – can I jump into the story of like why? Because I feel like this is a very good – Yeah. It's a very good point that needs to be made. But in in one sense, I feel like because I've been doing it for so long, like I guess it's almost – been like eight, nine years now. Over time, I kind of felt like um, it was like going and I was just being like affirmed for what I was feeling, Mm -hmm. which is always like really great. And when I really need to go, like maybe once or twice a year, I will go. But I wouldn't say I go see her as regularly. But kind of why I like going to the tarot reader instead is that it is more soul-based And you can kind of see the cards in front of you. And like, you know, you go in with your four or five questions and such that usually appear in the cards that they pull. But it's a bit more, uh, God love her, but she is a very blunt. Yes. (laughs) She is very blunt. So if you have a question and you want to like run off into space with it and like be like, okay, let's just use this, the whole like, does he love me? Does he love me not? That you used to do with like a flower in old movies kind of thing. She will not let you do that. (laughs) No, she tells it like it is. (laughs) Yes. Like in that card, if it's just like, no, no, that's not for you. She will interrupt you and be like, absolutely not. (laughs) So I think for who I am as a person, I need that. And it also helps me see the bigger picture where sometimes the more um, ongoing conversation of our other spiritual therapists, it's like I get too flighty 
and like I'll forget an important question or I'll kind of be all over the place. So it's almost like I need the structure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. But one point that I need to make of what pushed me away from that side and into the more tarot reading channeling side is the fact that when I was super young, I liked to go see her because I wanted her to predict things to make me feel better. Mm. And that is a big thing when it comes to seeing a spiritual healer. Yes, because I was very young and a very hard lesson to learn is that a lot of the time, the energy around a situation can be there 100%. Like you could pass somebody in the street and have the energetics to be like, that would be a great relationship or that would be a great job for you. Yeah. But there is a little something that humans have called free will. And no matter what energetic is there, they can pretty much be like, "Mm, no, I'm going to go do something else. Uh, Exactly. And let's stop on this point for a moment here, um, going off of free will. So many people have different beliefs about this. Like, are we destined to do things or do we have free will? I personally believe there's a path, Mm -hmm. but you have free will whether you choose to take that path in this lifetime. I also think that you have the choice because sometimes I think it really depends on the person because sometimes I think somebody has a very set path and then somebody, it's a bit more winding and a bit yes. more like light, like, you know, there's like a really thick path and then more of a narrow one where in their life, their purpose is to explore. Where I like to think of it sometimes, at least in my life, where it's like you can choose the straightaway or you can choose the windy path where sometimes you get hit over the head by a two boy four. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is like when you come into this life, before you you come into this life, actually, um, you know, there's lessons that your soul wants to learn. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, once we are pushed down into this physical body, we lose a lot of our unconscious mind is what we call it, mm-hmm. um, our subconscious mind. And we sometimes forget these lessons. So that's kind of when our free will as people mm-hmm. come in and might change the direction of the path a little bit. And, you know, you might have your guides who gently nudge you mm-hmm. back onto that path and you make that choice of whether you're like, okay, like, yes, I am going to do this and learn this lesson in this lifetime. So that's kind of where I am on the whole like destiny free will debate. But a lot of people think that they go to a psychic and they're Mm -hmm. supposed to predict things about their life, whether that be present, past, or future. And Mm -hmm. that is not the point. And I've been so frustrated because I have tried to encourage people, like some people who are curious to go and I say, okay, like here you go. And they're like, oh, well, I've seen someone in the past and they didn't get anything right about me. And I'm just like, "Um, you know, they're not supposed to be guessing like what color your underwear is or like your dog's name. That's not the point of what this is. You're going there for Mm -hmm. guidance and clarity, not Mm -hmm. what are you doing next Friday, right? Yes. That's kind of the frustrating part. And I feel like that's where a lot of people have a holdup of letting this type of spiritual work and therapy into their lives Mm -hmm. because they're just like, are they going to guess everything correct? And if they don't, they're a fraud, which that's not what this is about. So I just want to throw that caveat out there yeah. because it really drives me crazy because people will come mm-hmm. and be like, I'll ask them like, oh, you saw, you saw someone. Um, how was it? And they're like, oh, it was terrible. They didn't know anything about me. I'm like, 
oh, well, what questions did they ask? Or did you ask them? And you're like, I didn't ask anything. I just, I just went. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You kind of have to have a plan. It's like going to a regular therapy session. You don't mm-hmm. like walk in the room and wait for the therapist to ask you or to tell you what's wrong with your life. You have mm-hmm. to tell them, right? Like it's the same situation. So sorry, that is a bit of That's a rant there, but it's something that just has driven me crazy for yeah. years. The thing is, and this was something that our tarot reader said to me one time as I got a bit older that really smacked me over the head where she was like, you know, if you turned right when you left the house that morning, yeah, it might have all worked out and everything would have been hunky-dory, but maybe you turned left, so it didn't. Something else happened. Really, all they can do is assist you in understanding the energetics of the situation that you're in and whether it's positive, negative, neutral, sometimes it's neutral, but they're not going to be there and be like, oh, yes, this job, you're going to get it and then become the CEO of the company one day or this relationship, everything's going to work out and you're going to get married and have 2.5 kids. Because there's so many little intricate things that can happen. Yeah, no, like I'm, I've always been a big believer of like things happen for a reason, but mm-hmm. it's like the small steps that we take along the way that puts the lens and or the tint of how that might work out, right? Yeah. Like that person might have been meant to come into your life, mm-hmm. but based on what might happen, you know, maybe it's a romantic relationship, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. It all just kind of depends. The moral of the story when it comes to going to a spiritual therapist or channeler or tarot reader to predict your future, you're just going to get your feelings hurt and it's going to be your fault. (laughs) So don't go in with that expectation. Yeah, you just leave frustrated. So Rachel, let's kind of share our prep that we do. Um, I can share mine first if you like. So Mm I like to go with questions as we've said before. Mm -hmm. and usually like a session would be about an hour hour and a half sometimes they're longer that's always great and it depends if you cry or not yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, and for me so I I have like three categories I'm gonna very candid here sharing my my intimate questions so I usually have about three categories that I have questions about in my life and they are work relationships and horses Surprise, surprise. And, you know, those three questions will always be a little bit different, but they're things that are always on the top of my mind. And I find that when I come into the session and I have these three questions, whether I've written them down or not, I find that the session very much goes in that direction where they come to the surface first Mm -hmm. because that's where your mindset is, that's where your thoughts are, and that's where your energy is. So Mm -hmm. I find it really helps to have that focus because then, you know, like how you stay on track with tarot cards, um, you can stay on track with your questions Mm -hmm. and that just helps guide the conversation. Now, when you do first go to like a new healer for the very first time, like sometimes that one, it is just a very like how you look energetically right now. Um, These are might be some spirits coming forward or angels coming forward, but the basis of the session is your questions. So that is my my tip. Rachel, what's yours? Like you kind of do the questions as well. Yes. So I structure my questions differently depending on who I'm going to see. 
So with the tarot reader, it's a bit more down-to-earth questions. And I would say that sometimes I have very specific ones, but it's more like, what can you tell me about my thoughts of going back to school, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that, where it's a bit more day-to-day, is this a right thing or a bad thing? And then on the other side with the channeler, those are very big questions. Like they're they're lofty without being lofty. And I'll, I'll just identify as well, like those three categories that I brought up, those are questions I would ask the healer. I'm with you, mm-hmm. Rachel, where like my questions are very different to a channeler. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, I actually had a channeling session this morning. So if you'd like, I, I'll share one of my questions. <laughs> Please do. Okay. So I don't, I don't have it in front of me, so it's not word for word. It was a little bit more structured than this. But one, I wanted to know what lessons in this lifetime my partner and I were meant to teach each other. And mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about the soul contracts that we had made before coming into this life. Mm-hmm. So a very lofty, big question that like I wouldn't ask my normal healer. I would ask mm-hmm. my normal healer a question more like, okay, like what are my boyfriend's thoughts on how we're living together? And like, what does he want to do for work? And like, you know, how's our relationship looking right now? You know, like yeah. something that's a lot more tangible and constrained. Yeah. I kind of like to think of it like when you're going to see the channeler, it's more like you don't want to bother them with your, so how do I fix the problem of me not liking how the dishwasher is loaded? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you're not going to ask them that. Yeah. So it's more like going in with a very like big, like it's a soul question. Like even if it is more life-based, I remember one time it was asking like, um, what lessons or what do I need to learn before I can build a community around me? Or what do I need to do in order to have community? Which for some people, not as big of a question. But for me, that's a very like deep-rooted soul question. And usually in those sessions, you can only ask three, like maybe four questions because since they are bigger, they usually take about 20 to 25 minutes to answer. So tarot reader and spiritual therapist, you can have like literally like five to 10 questions and you'll usually get them all in where with a channeler, at least in my experience, it's max three or four. Yeah, exactly. And just talking about the experience that you will have with a spiritual therapist and the tarot card reader, um, you know, unfortunately with COVID, like a lot of them weren't doing in-person sessions. I personally love in-person sessions. I just find like you leave so relaxed (laughs) normally. Me too. I miss it. Yeah. But with the greatness of of Zoom and talking on the phone, um, you can still have a session. So if you find a healer that you want to work with who lives, you know, in a different country or on the other side of your country, you can definitely still work with them and they will connect with you. But yeah, that's kind of like our best tip of how you would prep going into that session. And when you're in the session, you know, you're just, you're just having a conversation. I know like our one spiritual healer, she'll, she'll be talking along and then she'll kind of stop. And then she'll be like getting information and then she'll be like, so they're telling you that you're ridiculous today. Um, (laughs) My guides have a sense of humor. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of how the conversation goes. And let's talk about channeling. Cause I feel like this is something that most people do not experience. And I still vividly remember my first experience (laughs) with a channeler. I went with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like we did a group session because at the time, like we both weren't comfortable having like an individual session with the channeler Mm -hmm. and we just felt like strength in numbers. Um, Yep. 
And so, you know, we, we planned our questions together so that we would both get answers that we wanted. The healer who does the channeling, um, you know, she says a prayer to connect with source and, and protect the space. And then literally like we start counting backwards from a hundred and you, like you literally watch her leave her body. And then this new presence comes in and it's just, it's a different face. It's a different voice. Mm -hmm. It's quite like shocking when you first see it. Yeah, it's and a bit unsettling. <laughs> it is. Like it's just so – In the like, most positive way. Yeah, like it's just so unexpected. And then like once you get going, it's it's all cool. But I guess we should kind of explain who is coming through. And I don't – this is where people probably get a little woo-woo. But it's actually very common across like all different types of healers that there is a council of elders yeah. from all different like realms and planes on the universe, like everything that – are kind of overseeing what's happening on earth and in other worlds. So anyway, through this healer, there is one spirit that comes through mm-hmm. and it's literally like talking to like a great grandfather, mm-hmm. I feel like, would you say? Yeah. I love yeah. him. He's like great. you can just you can feel the wisdom <laughs> and he's, he's not afraid to tell you what's what, that's for sure. In the most nice way, <laughs> in a very yes. calming way. I think I'm just going to like ground us for a second because we can definitely get so woo-woo in this session, but just the Twilight Zone theme is just playing in my head as you were <laughs> describing it. I was like, dee 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 Oh, God. I'm not surprised. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, like I had a session earlier today and um, he was quite gentle with me, so I appreciated that. <laughs> Love that for you. Sometimes he is gentle with me, but other times I'm like, dude, (laughs) I didn't come to get attacked today. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, like how do you prep for this one? It's very much the same as uh, just seeing your normal healer. However, your questions can be a little bit loftier. Like if you want to know about past life, you want to know, you know, about soul contracts, soul pods. But I find like it deals on such a grand scale where it goes back to like the mother wound, childhood traumas, ancestral traumas. It's kind of like a rundown of all the work that you need to do in this lifetime. Not really in this lifetime, but you know, what you're doing in general. Expect to leave with homework when you go see these kind of people. Oh, yes. And it's important that um, whoever you are working with, whether you're seeing them in person or over the phone, that they do record it for you. Because you won't remember. Like you'll try to take notes, but don't try and take notes. Like just experience and be present in the moment and then go back and listen to the recording. Yeah, because there's like so many intricacies in what they say or you might remember the gist of it, but there's just some things where you just need to listen to it again because even if you're feeling a certain emotion that day, you can interpret what they say in a completely different way than how they actually said it. Mm Mm-hmm always get them to record it or if you can't then record it yourself yeah exactly like if you have that capability especially like over zoom that should be very easy phone is a little bit difficult i think you need to have like an app downloaded Mm -hmm. for that and then i know with like my normal spiritual healer she she'll still burn it onto a disc for you yeah (laughs) Um, i think she has modernized a little bit now where she sends it over email but like for a long time like i have literally cds of sessions that i i can go back and listen to and and I found like I would listen to them a few months later and I'd be like, oh, okay, like, yes, this is where the energy is now. And, you know, she said it was going this direction. So I need to watch out for X, Y, Z. So I find it's very nice to have those to go back. And I've, I've actually gone back to some of my like very early on sessions mm-hmm. 
And just the things I'm talking about that I think are like the biggest so important. (laughs) Oh my God. And I go back and I'm just like, oh, Laura, if you only knew what direction this would have gone for you. I know. Um, But it's so nice to have that as like a memoir. There's like early on ones where I'm like, if I see it, I'm just going to push it into a box because I'm like, God damn. Even like the tone of your voice is different because you haven't like gone through the lessons yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always find that once you start doing this kind of work, you move in such like leaps and bounds that even like listening to something from a year ago, you're like, is that me? Yeah, like it's amazing how quickly you can change. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of this work helps people with. Regardless, I, I think most people, whether they know it or not, they're going to go down that path mm-hmm. in whatever fashion they see fit. But definitely working with source over it, it just helps you get down that path maybe a little bit easier or a little faster. Yeah. I was going to bring up cost, but I really feel like it depends on who you're seeing. So Yes, it really does. Like typically for like a spiritual therapist session, anywhere between like 100 and 150. Yeah. Like I've seen somebody that was like 80 yeah, and then yeah. to 150. When you get into more of those like channeler type, then it's like upwards of like 200 plus dollars. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is it's just like when you're working with a healer, like it's very taxing on them. Yes. To be downloading messages and like talking to your guides and angels where especially with like the channeling experience, like most of them can only do so many within like a week. Like they they couldn't do Mm -hmm. more than one a day because it's so draining to their own energy that that's why there is that like higher cost associated with it. And really like everyone's a little bit different. And I think what's really important is it's okay to go see someone and feel like you didn't really connect. Yep. Because it's like going on a date essentially. Mm Like you're not going to connect with everyone you go on a date with, but there's going to maybe be someone who you connect with more. And Mm -hmm. it's just finding that person. Like I'm going to use my father as an example. I sent him to my one spiritual healer and he was just like, I just didn't really feel anything. Like he's like, I just didn't feel like we were connecting energetically. Um, Mm -hmm. So he found someone else and he was just like, oh, like, yeah, like she just, she gets it. And like things were coming through really clear for me. Mm-hmm. So that's super important to acknowledge that mm-hmm. you do sometimes have to shop around. Yeah. So thinking back to like we had mentioned way earlier in this episode about our exploring natural health episode, we had mentioned in that that it's very important that any practitioner that you have in your life, you get along with them and they get along with you and you want to have a good health team around you. It's the same thing with this. Like Mm -hmm. you need to get along with them. They need to get along with you and you just might not. And the thing is, is you also have to be accepting that it might've worked six years ago and you might've been in the perfect place to connect with them. But however you have grown and your energy has shifted in a way that you don't connect anymore, that's okay too. It's just time potentially to find a new teacher. Yeah, or like a different method of receiving that information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cue the Twilight Zone theme song again. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are going to listen to this episode and be like, nope, not for me, not today, girls. And others I I know will will appreciate this if they have been curious about it or if they're already like practicing, you know, 
they can relate their experience to ours. And of course, like always on our Instagram, like share your stories with us because we do really love to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So going back to how this is becoming like more popular in the world right now, like I find that there are a lot of good people who are throwing out their own podcasts about this kind of stuff or mm-hmm. they're almost like, okay, quote unquote, like a celebrity psychic. Yeah. Those like they're always like a good maybe starting point for people to reach out to. I do find like they can be a little bit more expensive, but asking around and again, like trialing to see if they would work for you. And then in ways of like different methods of receiving this information, you know, you could go see an astrologist. There's just like a bunch of different types of readers that are out there. You know, human design is a great spot to Mm -hmm. start, numerology. And it's just understanding why you are the way you are. I kind of want to shout out three really great podcasts that people can start with just to introduce themselves a little bit more to how healers and readers might work. So the first one is Cosmic Body with Danielle Page. I love her. She's she's a very – like either you love her or hate her because – and she will say that on her own podcast. She's just like either people are with me or against me and she's like I don't give a fuck either way. Um, yeah. She's awesome. She's like a total boss lady. She is a lot more on the astrology side yet she mm-hmm. still does like readings with guides. She's really interesting because she has a lot of like great stories of her journey of how she accepted these gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is The Doorway with Natalie Miles. She does more of like a monthly reading of what this current month is going to bring forward. And for her podcast, I find it it's very good for like the general sense of the world. Yeah. For what's coming through. Like some of them will feel like I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm experiencing that personally. But for her, most of the time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like I can see that going on in the world. And she will say that like in her podcast, she's just like, you know, some of this you might find applicable and others you don't. She's like, but this is just what's coming through for me. So Mm -hmm. she's a really great one. And then um, the last one is a new one that I started listening to. And I've only binged it because I love it so much. And I feel like she addresses so many questions about this that like I might not ask during my sessions, but I wanted to understand Mm-hmm. And that is the Life After Life podcast, Our Soul's Experience in Life and Death. Mm-hmm. And it's like a frequently asked questions about this practice. Mm-hmm. So I highly, highly recommend people check her out. Um, that's Majana. And I would honestly love to have a session with her just to see how that goes because she has like such a light energy and she literally talks about death, yet mm-hmm. it's always just in just like, oh yeah, you're just transitioning. You're just going through the veil. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. she, she talks about it in such a casual way that it's really put a new perspective for me on how mm-hmm. to think about and discuss these kinds of things with other people. So those are my top. I don't know, Rachel, do you have any people you would shout out for our listeners to kind of check out? I was actually going to probably recommend the same three. I haven't quite gotten into the Life After Life podcast, but it is on my like little download sheet. But I do actually want to shout out somebody that I've been following for like a very long time, and it's Kaylin Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Her podcast is called Kaylin's Coffee Talk, and I love her. Some of her episodes aren't as spiritual-based. They can be more lifestyle, but she does do a lot of episodes looking at different issues from a spiritual perspective or discussing different spiritual concepts or practices. So I really like listening to her just because – It kind of feels like you're just sitting down and it's like you and I talking about it together. 
where she's not necessarily like a spiritual healer in herself, but she's also very interested. So she kind of takes those concepts and brings it down to a level where you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So at least when I was like early on in my journey, she was really good to listen to because it was a bit easier to digest. Yeah, no, she is also a very good one to listen to because yeah, like she kind of brings that like a little bit more like tangible practicality to all of this Mm -hmm. that is just like helping you kind of take that first step and you know, you can kind of take or leave as much of this practice as you want. Some people, you know, they devote their whole waking life to this, you know, through meditation or with every action that they do, they're kind of touching in with themselves and other people Mm -hmm. are just like, okay, you know, I'm just rolling with it and I feel what I feel and like, this is why I feel that. So I think that's also important. Like, don't feel like you need to embrace every aspect of this practice because it's so unique and individual to your own journey Mm -hmm. that it's not all going to resonate with you. Like, there's some things that people will show me and they're like, this means everything. Like I make every decision based on this. And I'm just like, nah, that doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Like I think- um, That doesn't hit. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, crystals are kind of one. Like I don't get me wrong. Like I love stones and gems and crystals, but I haven't learned, like I have not actively put the time in to work my energy to link to them. Like we kind of have like a cool respect for each other, but I don't like actively use crystals where something else I might do. I'm just like, oh, I always need to check in with myself before I make that decision, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of the same with crystals as well. Like I have some because I think they're really pretty, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I definitely just haven't really – like I don't have like a draw. Like I don't have one that I like bring with me or anything or ones that I've connected with. Hmm. What else? for an example of kind of how a practice might resonate with you in one sense, but not fully is if I've tried to read a certain form of tarot card myself, then it doesn't hit for me. Mm -hmm. But then there's another deck that is like perfect. Or when I go see my tarot reader, it's like great, but I can go see another and it wouldn't be. So it also, it's like there's practices that might benefit you and work for you. And there's others that might not, but there's also components within those practices that work for you that might not work for you. Mm -hmm. So true. Anyway, Rachel, I think that's all we're going to touch on for today. And, you know, we'll definitely venture into a couple of different other ways that people do readings like human design, astrology, um, maybe talk a little bit more about tarot cards one day. But we thought like we would just start here. So if you mm-hmm. enjoyed this episode, like definitely head to our Instagram, the tea with Laura and Rachel, and just have a conversation. Like maybe this isn't for you at all, or maybe you're curious or you've been practicing it for years. Definitely let us know. And also mm-hmm. if you are intuitive, definitely tell us which one of the four that relates mm-hmm. to you the most. Rachel, any parting thoughts? Yeah, I was actually just thinking as um, we were discussing the Instagram that if any of our listeners are really good at tarot reading or they're really interested in human design and study it and such, we are inviting guests onto our show moving forward. So if you would be down to teach us a little bit, we would love to have you on because we love to talk about it, but We would also love to talk to somebody who is an expert. (laughs) That is an excellent point. So yes, please, please, please send us a DM if you're a tarot card reader or um, really into human design. 
that would be mm-hmm. amazing because like we know about it, but like we are by no means experts. I mean, I don't think we're experts on anything we talk about on this podcast. It's just how we keep no. it real. Um, <laughs> but we definitely invite you in and and welcome you into our space here and into our community if you feel like you could come and talk to us about that. So yes. anyway. Manifesting. <laughs> you're manifesting this right now. And what we're also going to manifest is that you give us a five-star review and subscribe and download and share with all of your friends if you feel called to. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.